1: views expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Web College. Web College that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and in the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Web College: Jim Hedger
2: and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, February 16th. Two weeks after Groundhog Day and two weeks before the beginning of March, we're kind of right in the middle there, Dave. How are you doing today? I am doing uh, absolutely fantastic. How are you, sir? I'm doing really good. I'm uh, suitably riled up. Um, Brasco and I had our monthly political argument on the telephone before uh, before the show started, but I was already riled up about politics. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff I want to I want to I want to read through today to keep it of interest to our American listeners. We're going to be mixing it up today, but. Um about a month ago we all around the world joined in a massive internet uh effort. I'd I'd say it was probably the first general strike ever seen on the internet. It was the day of protest around uh the two bills Sopa and Pipa. Well, those were two bills that were that were working their way through um you know the the the, the American uh American Congress. And yep. they would have had international ramifications, given how important um, the United States, the infrastructure in the United States, and the way they treat the internet is to the rest of the world. Now, SOPA and PIPA were kind of, sort of, defeated. they they've been pushed back to committee, they're being reconsidered, and friends were going to have to take action around SOPA and PIPA again in the future, probably. Haven't seen the new legislation yet. <laughs> but Other legislation in other countries are also uh, working their way through various systems. On the uh, cyber law and business report yesterday, Bennett Kelly covered a piece of legislation in the European Union called ACTA. Today on Webcology, we're going to be looking at two pieces of legislation working through Canada's parliament. One is called C-11, which is an amendment to the current Copyright Act – Um, covering uh, digital rights and what one can do with uh, digital files. The other is called C30, the Protecting Children from Internet Predators Act, which um, has, well, most Internet users in Canada up in arms over the last week over the, well, Patriot Act-like surveillance uh, provisions of this act. Now that's not the only stuff we're going to be talking about today. We're also going to be talking about Netflix. We're going to be talking about the SEO name debate. We're going to be talking about uh, an article that went up uh, earlier today about uh, local search. We're going to be talking about the the Wikipedia study. Um, you know how Wikipedia is appearing on qu- page one for like everything, apparently. Um, you know Google falsely flagged uh, as by malware as malware by Microsoft. Actually, let's start with that one because that's a fun one. <laughs> I mean, how stupid. Danny Goodwin in uh, Search Engine Watch today is reporting that Google was falsely flagged yesterday as malware by Microsoft. If you were using IE, you couldn't get to Google because, um, you know, that. well, Dave, what? <laughs> um,
0: you know, I, I think this, and, and I'm, I'm betting this is, this is happening too often in 2012 that you and I are agreeing on things. <laughs> but I, i'm betting you'll agree with this i think this in a weird way completely unrelated but in a weird way um really highlights some of the serious concerns that we're having over the legislation we're going to be talking about in canada about SOPA, about PIPA, uh and and other areas but this is just it was caused by a by a flaw in the system i mean i I'm sure there's people who who think, you know, Microsoft was was doing some evil things. Uh, I don't think they were. I think this was, you know, a, a hiccup. These are complicated complicated systems. Um they had to fix in 4 hours, albeit probably a very inconvenient 4 hours for <laughs> um, a, a large group of people, but I don't think this is some malicious thing. And that's actually what makes it a bigger concern to me is if we can have these little glitches, such a such a, a huge glitch um in a system in in that sort of you know sort of closed environment what happens when we start letting politicians and, and a bunch of people without a, a real invested monetary interest in stopping this from happening what happens when we let them decide um, you know when things are being blocked like this and so to me yeah this is an embarrassment for Microsoft it's a stupid mistake. Um, I understand why Google's upset. I understand why why I users are upset. You know, I imagine a lot of uh, you know Chrome and and the like are start you know perhaps you know, gain a little traction um, from from this little little snafu. Um, but to me, that the bigger issue was. Well, if this can happen here in a perfectly closed environment with such a massive property like Google and, and, and with Microsoft behind the wheels, um, albeit their competitors, but I can't believe that, that Microsoft could do this intentionally, What what is possible if we start letting people who don't know – I mean. We've all heard the words of politicians that just completely don't make sense. We've all heard, you know, the the, the words of legislators that, that completely don't make sense. What happens when we let them do it? I mean this is Microsoft. These are people who understand what they're doing and fair enough, complicated system. Screw ups happen. What happens when we give it to people who don't know that much about what they're doing in there and, and let them govern? Um you know, how often are these uh, little screw ups going to happen, and, and what's going to be the repercussions? Do you think this was inconvenient?
2: You know, this yeah, uh, imagine is if your entire screw-ups. economic basis—yeah, if you think this is inconvenient—imagine if your economic, if the economic basis removed from your innovation is removed from your business is—you uh, know, if if suddenly you're an ideas person, you're using technology to do this, that, and whatever, making some mashup of a product that makes thousands, maybe millions of people's lives easier. Maybe it's a uh, Facebook app. Maybe it's an iPhone app. Maybe it's a music player of some sort or another that works better with a, say, with a BlackBerry or with with an Android or with an iPhone. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're doing something really cool, but legislators who are lobbied by industry you know, and, and let me take a step back. I spent years as um, a, a tech journalist, as, as well as an SEO. And in that time, every morning I would have to wake up and become an expert, an instant expert in something, so I could write about it. You know, luckily I had—I was writing about search and tech, and I had a you know, well-educated background in it, so I could very quickly research. And become an insto expert and and write a, you know, at least if not expert, at least helpful column every day. Um, But it was really intimidating because I know that I didn't know about whatever subject it was. But I had to write about it Anyways, that was my job. And reporters got to do that every day. Similarly, legislators, you know, they might be lawyers. They might be um, television personalities. They might be, you know, former school administrators or whatever. They could be used car salesmen. Who knows? Um, our legislators and, and American legislators are certainly not techies. I mean, seriously, it's a popularity contest. Um, as cute and cuddly as we are, how many of us are really going to win a popularity contest against the GQ over there? Right? Um, right. We're geeks. <laughs> um, and. I don't expect them to fully understand the environment. I mean, obviously, they can't. Um, the, envir- the, the, the economic and technical environment online is really, really different than uh, the way a uh, General Motors engine works. Or um, then the way I look up information online is very different than the way my, my friend, a lawyer, uh, works his way through find law or through the stacks down at the law library. Right. Different environment, different economy. I don't expect them to actually get it. What I do expect them to do is talk to the people who do get it before making legislation. We saw in uh, congressional hearings, televised congressional hearings around SOPA, we saw legislators bragging that they didn't really understand the environment. We're not geeks, as if this was a point of pride. And, and you know, and you know what? I'm a geek. It's a point of pride to be a geek. But you know, but if you're not a geek, it may be a point of pride to not be a geek. That's cool. Um, I'm not an engineer. I'm not telling you how to design that dam. <laughs> I don't want to right. tell you how to design that dam because I'd fuck it up. Because I don't know how to design that dam. <laughs> I, I could research it though, or even better, I could go find an expert who really knew what they were doing. Okay, that whole thing that that, that just makes me mad that that the people who don't know what they're talking about trying to pass legislation that limits my digital rights and my ability to innovate and that of those around me. And this brings us to C11. Oh, by the way, it's those same people who would make terrific mistakes and terrible mistakes. The one Microsoft made the other day, because Microsoft knew they made it. They had it corrected in four hours. How long does it take to correct legislation? Um, I want to... I've been been hogging the mic, and I'm going to hog it for a couple more. I'm going to let you speak, Dave. I'm really going to let you finish. Um, I've got to get one more thing out. I want to talk about C11, an act to amend the Copyright uh, Copyright Act in Canada. The formal name of this amendment is Copyright in Performers' Performances, Sound Recordings and Communication Signals, and Moral Rights in Performers' Performances. Okay, so it's all about uh, what is done with the file. We don't have records. We don't have uh, works of art. We don't have scripts anymore. We have digital files. And the question is, what do you do with them? Because, like, you know, a piece of art, you could put in a frame, tack it on the wall, put a security guard beside it, and it was secure. Unless, of course, it's a Louvre. But that's a different thing altogether. Um, You could, with, uh, with, with records, you put them in a record store and you put a little like tag on it so if somebody tries to lift the record, they get, they get popped going out the door, it's secure. But a digital file, my goodness, this stuff is ones and zeros. It moves around the world on dump trucks or something, like really fast, and you can't control it. You can move things from device to device. You can copy from DVD to CD, uh, DVD to MP3. You put the MP3 up on BitTorrent, or you could have put it up on MegaUpload, and suddenly it's out there it's moving so very fast and you can't control it so the government the Canadian government's reaction is lock down everything if industry says it's locked god damn it it's locked and we will fine you and possibly jail you if you violate this this digital security this digital lock this um, you know extension of copyright and could you imagine Dave all the innovation that wouldn't have happened if this kind of law existed at the dawn of the at the dawn of the computing age or the dawn of the internet
0: oh it would have been uh, it would have been devastating uh, i mean i i think what gets missed on the part of legislators um you now of course these are legislators right? I and mean, you protect your power it's it's every you know it's it's a human instinct right i have this i have this power i need to protect it and and, and gather more of it if if i can um and I think one of the things that's being missed by a lot of these legislators or um, they're just completely ignorant um, and, and and ignoring uh, the possible repercussions is viewing this in such a narrow focus i mean uh, I have absolutely no problem with the with the you know sort of copyright and, and protection of of digital goods I mean I you, know, you and I both create ones and zeros for a living really yeah right? indeed at that i have I, I do believe these things should should be protected. Right? I do think that um, you know artists have a right to their digital media and um, television producers have a right to, to the television that they're producing or movies that they're producing and these sort of things. Fair enough. I, I have absolutely no problem with that. Um, I have no problem with putting penalties in place for people who violate these things. But the laws that we're looking at here, um, have, have such wide-reaching repercussions. I mean, you know, SOPA being a, a fantastic example where it was just glaring holes um, riddled right through
2: it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you it uh, Like witch easier. hunt, total witch hunt legislation SOPA was.
0: Well, what I'm really, really frightened of um personally is the precedent that all of these types of laws are passing is this belief that all of a sudden the normal you know juris, uh, judicial process of you're innocent until proven guilty on a website um you know or or or, or a, a human being like a like an individual this Indeed. idea that basically you know we can shut down this website because we've had a complaint um you know as, as we saw with SOPA I mean things like that are just they're enormously frightening, right? I mean, no, you you can't. I understand you have a right to your digital media, but this doesn't make you exempt from the normal judicial process that, that's in- been in place and, and has served uh, democracies very, very well. Um, and I mean, you know, there's, there's a whole litany of websites that would be negatively impacted by no fault of their own that have been responding very, very well and very, very quickly. Would they be exceptions? Well, why, you know, like Facebook, for example, where... It's user generated. There's going to be copyright, uh, you know, violations up there. React quickly. Good, you've done your job. Um, but this idea that that they could somehow be pulled down now—would they?
2: Well, I got a question probably, for you, Dave. Sure. I got a question for you. Say so you go to iTunes, okay, and yeah. you buy a uh, you, you buy a you buy a song, and you like the song yeah. so much that you want to take it off your computer and put it on your iPod. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. Totally easy to do. You can even put it on your iPhone. But what if, just what if, you're, you you don't have an iPhone or an iPod. You got yourself you're an Android, or you could know, be even more Stone Age. You could be totally Stone Age like me and have a BlackBerry. Okay? Right. Now, the music player on the BlackBerry is different, or the standard for the music player on the BlackBerry is different than the standard for the for the iPod or for the iPhone. So, But I, I bought that song. I bought it. I spent my 99 cents on it three after the conversion is done. Mine. Gave it to somebody else. Bought it. It's my, it's my property. And I want to put it on this uh, device I have. This other device that uses a different standard. So to do that, I got to screw around a little bit. I got to, you know, I got to change the um, form of the file. Now it's my property. I bought it. C11 says I'm breaking the law if I slightly change that file to allow it to play on a device that it wasn't made for. So let's see, I have this old Super 8 um, movie, okay? This old Super 8 movie, and I want to transcribe it to a different medium so that I can, you know, watch it like in a digital file. Technology exists to do that because there was a reason to invent that technology. So I can take those baby movies that I find so embarrassing my parents filmed of me, and put them up on the web for everyone to to laugh at me because I'm a total narcissist, right? Now we can debate whether I should or shouldn't do that. We can debate that to a blue in the face. But you know what? I got a right to my narcissism. I got a right. I got a right to be a self centered ass. It's my file. I can do what I want with the damn file. It's mine. Right. And. If C-11 existed in the 1970s and 1980s, the technology to move the file from Super 8 format to MP format, MP4 format would not exist because there'd, be no po- there'd be no reason to create it because it would have been illegal. The government doesn't get what it's doing. It doesn't understand how it's limiting the ability of a company like Research in Motion to create a great product like BlackBerry was and could have been that they kept their eye on the ball they're not realizing what this would have done to the Canadian company Corel who uh, you know used to have the most popular uh, 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 word processing software and, uh, and image processing software they wouldn't have been able to get off the ground, Photoshop would not have been able to get off the ground under legislation like this.
0: Friends, no, it's entirely I'm, true. It's well, you, you, you hit the question. I, I think this is, uh, you know, at its at its core, sort of one of the, the great exceptions. Um, that are, isn't covered in these sort of things, is the, answering the question, what do I own? Um, you know, and, and you bring up a great point in the iTunes, and then you want to move it, you know, up. I used to have an iPhone, I've now switched to Android. Um, So, what do I own? Apps is another great example. I bought this app over there, well... Why can't you use it, it's yours. Exactly, so why can't I just sort of transfer everything I purchased over there and and carry it it over to the Android? I paid the developer their due, Um, now I want it over here. Um, You know, you you hit a lot of those sorts of questions and go, okay, because the systems aren't in place, is it okay for me to now go and, you know, hack the thing or, um, you know, if I own a CD but I don't have it with me, is it okay for me to download off the internet, you know, using torrents or whatever to download this CD again? I've already paid my rights to it. So is it now okay to do that?
2: Now, we've got to take a break, Dave, but I want to make, make this one point. This, we're not talking about trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. We're talking about digital files on digital devices. Like, it's it's not apples and oranges. Um, and I'm sorry to have interrupted you, but I, I want to get that square peg round hole thing in, and we've got to take a break here, because studio is, like, saying, take a break, take a break, take a break, so we're going to take a break. But I want to come back and talk a little bit more about your rights, and I, then I want to talk about state surveillance and the dangers of that, and for the time being, until they take me away, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, uh, on behalf of Dave Davies, until they take him away, this is... Uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
1: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis.
0: Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think
1: eBrand.
0: Free and unlimited SEO audit reports.
1: eBrands.
0: Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators.
1: eBrands.
0: Twitter management app, analytics and mobile site generators.
1: eBrands.
0: Let E-Brands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for
1: eBrands.
2: How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com.
0: Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercial's off. Now back
1: to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Dee. Dee.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on Webmaster Radio at FM. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Site SEO and we haven't been taken away yet. Quick digression, don't you just love it when uh, we're, we come back when we're listening to the commercials and you hear a commercial for a friend of yours company? I love it. Um, to the guys at Location 3, on behalf of Webmaster Radio, fo- guys, thanks. Y'all rock. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to get that in there. I love those guys. It was really cool to hear their commercial. Um, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? to jail? Uh no, not today. Um, so C11 is all about restricting digital rights. Uh, what you could do with various digital files in Canada. This is industry-sponsored legislation being uh, passed by a parliament that doesn't really get what it's doing. But there's something that's that's bugging me even more, Dave.
0: I know
2: what that is. Let you introduce it. Uh, Okay. According to Canada's Minister of Public Safety, Vic Toes, if you oppose this act, you stand with pedophiles. Bill Bill C-30, what's being called the Protecting Children from Internet Predators Act, and being sold as a way to stop terrorist attacks in Canada is a bill that gives police forces warrantless access to anything they want to know about your digital history. It will force Internet service providers in Canada to keep a lifetime record of you, your address, your cell phone number, your web traffic patterns your searches and your emails and virtually anything else that passes across your internet service provider's system relating to you and make all that information available upon warrantless request to the police when I say warrantless I mean they don't got to go to court to get this ostensibly The bill was introduced into Parliament because police say they aren't able to move quickly enough to intercept digital signals that may pose a security risk to Canada, and they aren't able to gather information quickly enough to bust pedophiles. Interestingly, the bill was introduced one week after one of the world's largest pedophile rings was busted – in part, with the help of the RCMP and the Ontario Provincial Police, um, C30 is uh, was introduced in Canada's House of Commons last last Wednesday, so a week ago yesterday. Since then, Canadian internet users and the Canadian mainstream media literally freaked out. Just about every major Canadian newspaper, if you, anyone cares to look at them, has written uh, <laughs> red-eyed editorials against C30. One of the reasons is um, because of just the, 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 the sheer intrusiveness of it, although the other is public relations fail, Minister Toes saying that if I stand for user privacy... I also stand for pedophilia. Fuck you. Fuck you, Minister Doze. Fuck you twice. I do not stand with pedophiles. I don't think Dave stands with pedophiles. I don't think any of us stand with pedophiles. We do stand with decency. Fuck you thrice.
0: You know, I've got to say, Jim, it must be proximity because uh, the law that you're in Toronto right now, the, the more you're starting to have the same demeanor. As I mine, uh, you to mine, Terry. I'm never thinking to myself when I'm on the radio with you, how is Jim really feeling about
2: this? <laughs> I mean, Dave, most of the time I try to be really objective, honestly. We've covered some stuff that really ticks me off, and I've covered it just, you know, a matter of fact, trying to do my best NPR or CBC voice. Yeah. but When... A governor, when, when, when a minister of the crown, when a minister of, of the government that rules over me tells me that I stand with pedophiles, <laughs> the, 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 the most detestable people in our society, I get really angry. And when he uses that to try to sell an invasion, an uh, 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 outright invasion, uh, this removes any. Privacy, Canadians have on the internet, to use the internet without fear of persecution from, from the state. For whatever reason, maybe you're an environmentalist opposed to, say, um, oil sands pipelines. Maybe you're a native rights activist. Maybe you're a, uh, a women's rights activist. Maybe you're a peace activist. Uh, maybe you're a, um, I don't know. I don't know. You're a law-abiding citizen. Who has a political opinion? This, got, this act is the harass everybody for their opinions act. Not cool. You can, you, in a democracy, privacy is is one of the most important things the individual can hold—the right to free to freedom of belief. This violates that. It's 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 philosophically it's it's maddening.
0: Well, I mean, and I think you know you hit this in, in every in every government. So, in in defense of, of the current government, I don't think this is unique to them. Is any time you are trying to um, enact a law that is going to infringe on somebody's rights um, to to some degree or, or limit somebody's rights to a certain degree. Uh, and, and we've seen this throughout history, not just on the internet. Immediately, you have to go with almost a totalitarian um approach you know you, you may seem to be talking peacefully i mean you know we've seen this throughout history you you mm-hmm. come in with this like you're for us or against us here uh um, you know and, and you can take a very hard line approach um to to pass these things personally i find it and another i guess this is another example of where um the government however hasn't hasn't caught up with the way human beings are actually functioning now right like the that we all have access to, For now, to all of this information as freely as we want and have the rights to to voice our opinions as freely as we want, Um, it's really, really clear that you can say that, but you're not speaking to the same audience you were back in, you know. you know, that, that Adolf Hitler was speaking to in Germany or uh you, you know, whatnot that any any ruler trying to, to limit the rights of, of a grouping of individuals has, has ever spoken to. We've now got people who you know, we've got my kids at fourteen, got you know, fourteen and twelve who have absolutely no problem with their with, with communicating openly and, and being very, very clear on our beliefs. Um, and that you can make a statement like that, it doesn't fly anymore because we all know touch or we have access to a lot more information than, than we used to have. And it, you almost get that negative reaction now, Just the, the exact same reaction that you just had um, is, is across the board because you've yeah, got PR everybody. Um, I, I mean, the, the, it, it's a really clear thing. The, the thing that we have to be scared of, and it's it's clear across the board on this one is You know, yes, I have absolutely no problem with figuring out a way, um, you know, to to either protect us against terrorism. I mean, being in the west coast of Canada, not the biggest of my concerns, but, you know, fair enough. It wasn't the biggest of other people's until, uh, Uh, until all of a sudden it was a really big problem. Uh, I have absolutely no problem with figuring out some new ways to, to limit uh, you know, the, the access to to pedophilic content on the internet and, and, and figuring out who these rings are. I mean, there's no debate that these are inherently good things um, and that actions need to be taken if possible um, to do them, but when you start having these wide-reaching laws that don't tell me this is not going to be used for other stuff, <laughs> you, know, you, you just can't convince me of that. Um. Even if it's just secretive kind of stuff, you know, we, down to an election campaign. Well, let's figure out what, you know, when this office are saying, all right, well, we can't tell them we're doing it, but just tell me what they're doing. Right. I mean, you can't tell me this isn't going to happen if these laws pass. They will. So uh, yeah. and the fact that you don't have to tell the person that you've retrieved this information. Oh, my <laughs> as far as I, this is just pure access, you know, right to access uh, of information. Um, if you have looked up my confidential or, or what seemingly would be confidential records or private search history or emails that I've sent or texts that I've sent, I should have to be told. Um, I understand that there's exceptions part of legislation, but that's where, where the problems come in is where is this exception? Where, where is the line that we can't cross? Um, you know, in the digital world, we all understand that our anonymity is compromised. I mean, that's that's just the name of the game. I mean, if nothing else, our past conversations over you know, the last couple months on what Google's doing
2: clear example of well, of yeah, but but but, but in, in this form, Dave, you and I have no expectation of privacy. We're we're, right. we're being public figures right now. We're talking to however many people, you know. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and, and
0: and fair enough. And I know when I run a search query, that's. You know, it's being logged. That's that's it. I sync you know Chrome on my computer with the Chrome on my Android. I mean, you know, I, I understand that these things are happening, um, but when you bring in the law, be able to track and and also, I mean, let's just look. Technically, the ISPs now need
2: to track and and and, and log everything. Yeah, what's this going to cost? Honestly, what's this, what's going to cost a uh, small business? You know what? Here's something funny. Considering the cost to small businesses, to smaller ISPs, or even larger ISPs, the government, who needs this information so badly, so badly that they have to pass a uh, George Orwell bill, are allowing ISPs to phase it in over three years because it might be expensive. There's no urgency here, guys. This law is not necessary. Like... 're not if you're pretending against against terrorism, like go now, do it let 's take action well, let 's take hmm. it today um, so because thats that's, that's scary right yeah. but if you 're just on an for the record, Mr. Toes, if you want to go on a fishing expedition, if you can get your pasty white ass in my canoe i 'll take you on a fishing expedition to some great bass territory open invitation. <laughs>
0: Well, and you know what, the the, the problem on the part of um, him and, and other people trying to enact this legislation is that then they'd be trapped, sit down with somebody with some technical experience, and, and actually have a discussion about where the problems are. And I, I don't think that they're really in a position to understand fully the issue, otherwise they may have to see both sides, and that, that could cause the brains to explode.
2: Well, you know so what, I, I, another... I Another open invitation. And this one is this one's actually serious and quite sincere. If anybody in government or opposition wants a conversation on the economy of the web, on the economy of digital files, I'm open for it. I'll talk all day long. I won't even charge you for the time. I can do this. I'm an expert. Honest to goodness. I just sound like I'm rough around the edges. I, I clean <laughs> up real good. So does Dave. Contract Dave. Just pay his pay his airfare and hotel. Grab them a couple drinks, let them go. We'll tell you a lot of stuff that you clearly don't know right now, but you need to know if you're going to be passing legislation that limits people's digital freedom, their creative freedom, their economic freedom, and the freedom for us to create products that people want to use. That's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be entrepreneurs. That's, that's the new world order. Okay, I'm down with that. Just let me do it. Don't stop me. Because you have some stupid ideological agenda that tells you that black is white and that restriction is freedom. Don't do that. We should move on. Because <sighs> my head is about to explode. I'm so pissed off. Um, you know what? I think we should, we should probably take a break. Calm down a little bit. And then, you know, move into... uh, (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. (laughs) We'll we'll come back with what you're laughing about. Absolutely. Dave, you want to take us out? (laughs) I'm
0: sure. Uh, Moving back in just a couple minutes here with more great content coming up. This is Doug Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined as always by Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Back in a second. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
1: from the creators of we build pages experience the power of the internet marketing ninja an exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas mastered in the arts of social media local marketing content creation seo reporting and yes link building the internet marketing ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public visit imninjas.com the ninjas
0: are coming
2: oh yeah my day is done time for
1: happy hour you're already done for the day
2: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords seminars for success. I personally recommend certifiedknowledge.org as your one stop shop for all your PPC needs.
1: Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to certifiedknowledge.org now. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers while advertisers can find safety offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com.
0: Radio's virtual autobahn. Webmasterradio.fm moving at the speed of light. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Off Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmaster Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave
2: Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at Webmaster Radio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beach And uh <laughs> well, after I just fuck Bob the uh <laughs> the, the minister of um of public safety here in Canada. We're going to be talking a little bit about Google bombing because that's just a lot more fun. Um, So, uh, Dave, you sent me, uh, during the commercial break, you sent me a link pointing to Google with the word Romney in the uh, title, and I think we're going to be talking about Google bombs. (laughs) This, of course, allows me to say... um, Okay, well, first, maybe we should take a, a step back and explain exactly why we're talking about Google bombs, don't you think? (laughs) <laughs> um uh I guess a couple of years ago sometime I think in like 2002 uh uh Rick Santorum uh current uh current uh uh <laughs> candidate oh, for uh Republican uh presidential nominee said some really awful stuff about gay people. I think he talked about executing them or something. Anyway, he so offended um, syndicated columnist Dan Savage that Dan Savage asked his readers to redefine the word Santorum. This is back in 2002, okay? So it has nothing to do with 2012. No one knew that Santorum was going to run for president. He just said some awful stuff about gay people. So gay people said some – or actually not just gay people, but people in general said, some, said something awful back about him. And they redefined his name as – the frothy mix of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. If you type Santorum, S A N T O R U M, into Google or Bing, you will see at the Spreading Santorum site, which is the number one organic uh, placement for the word Santorum, you'll see the definition, uh, the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. <laughs> You'll see that come up over and over and over again. Well, I guess some folks in the Santorum camp, um, could you imagine? Like, you'd need some serious tarpage if you were camping in Santorum. Um, Some folks in the Santorum camp has decided to do the same thing back to Romney. So now, when you go to Google, you type in Romney, you get spreadingromney.com as the second organic Search result after mittromney.com. And according to Spreading Romney, Romney means to defecate in terror. <laughs> now, Google bombing's funny, but I gotta say, the Santorum one is way more creative.
0: Yeah, but you're always gonna get that on the, uh, on the, pur. I mean, you know what? The, the first of the old spice ads was best, right? He hadn't seen something like that before. Um, So any uh, sort of ingenious uh, marketing initiative is generally going to be better the first time. Um, I I do find it kind of fun, and and you can read uh, Miranda's article over on Search Engine Watch. There's now a a push on Gingrich as well (laughs) (laughs) To, uh, to, to try to find him. Um, the thing that I'm I'm finding kind of kind of neat. Well, there's a variety of things that, that I find kind of neat about things like this, um, but that is when we're going in. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, um, with personalized results and, and with the, with the plus ones, and just because of inherently who is doing these things, and that they're generally people with a with a larger social audience um, to expose to. Spreading Romley, for example, has a thousand two hundred and twenty six people plus one this. <laughs> you know, in, in in this series of results, so um, you know they're they're going to get those social points um, that that the other sites, um, you know, like MittRomney dot com and stuff, just just aren't going to get. Um, they could if they mobilize properly, um, but they obviously just don't have the brainpower. Online marketing people, the um, no
2: brainpower. Come on, say. It. Call it like it is. They're not smart enough. <laughs> well, we can go back
0: about half an hour in our conversation and go, and here's another example of where the people trying to govern our industry don't understand how to properly utilize it. They'd rather try and go and complain about Google and, and try and get legislation and to stop this from happening rather than just hire the people who actually know what they're doing to get this done. Um,
2: Do you think, Dave, um, I I remember when we see the stuff out, we see the stuff out that, do you think this is an indication that Google or Bing actually dislike Rick Santorum or dislike Mitt Romney?
0: No, as was noted in the article, it's on other engines as well. I think it is just a, a case of the people doing this <laughs> know how to do it. I don't think it's any, I mean, it's not Google bombing in the, in the traditional sense. It's, it's not going back to the, to the classic sense of, of word, which I mean, you and I both know, brilliant, fun, total spam. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is just what it was. I mean, these are, these are a group of individuals who are getting themselves links um just purely based on following every possible um, you know sort of social signal or they're grabbing social signals that they didn't grab and um, they're grabbing links because really it's just funny. <laughs> it is. So people are linking to it. Um, you know, unlike the Google bombing of old, um, you know, it's not just mass linking to say, you know, um, Bush's profile or Blair's profile or whatnot. They're they're building sites, they're getting this thing done. Uh, and and they're just doing it extremely well, you know, getting the uh, the keywords into uh, into the domain. I mean, if I was a politician right now, the first thing I would be doing, you know, and and you know before before they call us up and ask, you know, fly us in to, for free, talk to them about what they need to know about the technical industry, they should buy spreading and every iteration of their name.
2: <laughs> I would agree on that. that. Now, um, I, I I do want to point out that the the spreadingromney dot com. Um, website has, what, as you said, has 1,229 people who plus one dit. So I just decided to check on SpreadingSenatorum.com, where they define Rick Senatorum's name as the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. I noticed that 16,134 people plus one dit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think it's safe to say uh, look, it's because we're the media, and we can we can safely say stuff like this. That more people think that Santorum means the frothy mixture of loo and fecal <laughs> matter that it sometimes by by the of anal sex four times. Dave, I did it four times. Um, well done, thank you. That uh, that people believe that Romney means to defecate in terror. One yeah.
0: one could say <laughs> one, one could, could say, say that.
2: I'm not going to say it again because four times is more than enough to compare a man to a frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter. We'll call that four and a half. Okay. God, that's – I love Rick Santorum. Oh, my goodness. Like I so hope he doesn't become president, but wow, he's fun. What an idiot. Okay. Um, We only got four minutes left. We do. If you wanted to chat Netflix, I think you were talking about earlier in the show here. Well, yeah, something, something that came up really quickly. I think this is a major, a major moment in web evolution. HBO Today, in an article in the San Francisco Gate at sfgate.com, identifies Netflix as its biggest competitor. Now, Netflix has just started um, producing its own television shows it's uh got one called Black is the New Orange by uh I think Jenny Gingrich is is how you pronounce her name the I I am mispronouncing the last name I've probably got it way off the, the 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 woman who uh who produced and developed the show Weeds is doing a new show called Orange is the New Black about uh the 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 expansion of the prison industry and that's going to be a show premiering on Netflix. Netflix also has the rights to the uh well, to to the reemergence of Arrested Development. So the cool thing here is Netflix has stopped being a service and they're becoming a network. Neat, eh?
0: How brilliant is that? And and how excited am I to hear Arrested Development might be back on the scene?
2: <laughs> oh, Arrested Development is dude! Arrested Development is so back on the scene. They uh, they got twelve episodes coming out exclusively on Netflix, and uh, 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 there's going to be a movie too. One of the best I'm geek shows ever.
0: Movie. Um, it, it is easily one of the best shows ever. And, I mean, the thing is, I ended up canceling my Netflix account only because I mean, my ISP ended up offering me some sort of bundle deal. I, got, I paid less and, and got cable back again because, anyway. You so got Roger I didn't, didn't need Netflix anymore. But, um, you know, I mean, with this launch, would I be willing to pay the extra seven ninety five to now have access to their content? And they've selected... Well, um, no, no, and the yeah. short answer to that question is yes. Yes, I will pay seven ninety five, and and good for them. I'm going to pay that seven ninety five. I won't just be downloading. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to pay for these sort of things. So protect your digital rights. Um, and I mean, uh, another great thing is it's just harder to, uh, to. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's you know.
2: Okay it's free a <laughs> couple more things i want to touch on but really actually don't have time to talk about it um yep. there's a great if you're into local search there's a great article um no shortcuts in google places at the getmelisted.net blog i recommend people go check it out it's got uh mentions about a half dozen different tools under the various areas that you need to uh to hit uh, citations and uh reviews um uh, uh, how to get your Google Places information exactly right. And it, it mentions a bunch of tools that you can use. If you're interested in local search, check out that article. Uh, TV show recommendation, House of Lies. If you want to see the most hilarious show about the consulting industry, check it out, House of Lies. Yes, Mom, this is what I do. Don't you hate that meme? I'm so sick of that fucking meme. Um, but yes, Mom, that is what I do, and it's fun. Um what else? What else? What else? Um, we only got a couple more days. How about the SEO name debate? Say that yep. you're BeatStock SEO, right? Yep. Do you, you go by that name? Not planning on changing. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of change around the uh, a lot of talk around the SEO moniker. Um, Miranda Miller put, what? You know what? We keep mentioning Miranda Miller over and over and over again on this show. Either we both have a big crush on Miranda, or She's one of the coolest up-and-coming writers um, in the search space right now. It's one or the other and maybe a little bit of both. Folks, read this woman's work. It rocks. Anyway, she covered um, the SEO name debate. Uh, and so Danny Sullivan then goes and and sort of found an old B- Bill Hartzer piece from September of 2011 that notes that SEO Moz is likely dropping the SEO part from the name. It's just going to go by the one-syllable Moz. Need eh? I mean, that's that. That I find kind of weird.
0: I find that kind of weird too. I don't know if it's a good move or not. Because in my opinion, they're well branded. But we don't have time to talk about branding. Maybe next week uh, or the week after. Because I guess you're off next week. We'll uh, have a show. Maybe uh, chat about that a little further.
2: Yeah. Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be doing the show next week, Dave? I think I will be. Not sure what the uh, what the
0: format's gonna be. So our listeners will just have to stay tuned. But I can pretty much guarantee it's okay. gonna be something
2: fun. Friends, tune in next week. There will be a there will be a web Unfortunately, I won't be there. I'm doing a big ass corporate presentation. Woohoo! Um, on behalf of Dave Davidson, from Talk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. You've to Web at webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More amazing content coming up on the network after after the news after these messages.